If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business and feel like you're making it up as you go, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition, where we demystify the entrepreneurial experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Lives branding team. Today on The Transition, I discuss Blue Ocean Strategy, a method of thinking that allows you to identify uncontested market opportunities. Before I jump into the show, do me a favor and make sure you subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover either on the show or in the newsletter, reach out to me at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. Additionally, be sure to check out my book, Black Veteran Entrepreneur, Validate Your Business Model, Build Your Brand, and Step Into Greatness, available on Amazon at the link in the show notes as well. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. What is going on, Bunker? Today, I'm going to be talking to you all about Blue Ocean Strategy a way to identify market opportunities where there is no competition or very little competition. One of the things that's important for me on this platform is helping you all improve your business acumen and introducing terms and frameworks that you may or may not be familiar with. Because at the end of the day, I realize not all of us are going to go to MBA programs and learn the language of business. So at the very least, by touching on some of these topics like Blue Ocean Strategy on this platform, I hope that it helps you feel a lot more confident when you are working on your business or speaking about it, et cetera. And the reason Blue Ocean Strategy is front and center in my mind is it's something I'm constantly referencing with my clients at Ironbound Media. So more recently, I was writing a brand probe for a client, and that's where I essentially write out a brand strategy. It takes me about three to five hours, you know, to put it all together. And whenever I'm doing it, you know, I talk about category, right? And you all know that you have three options when it's going to market. You can compete against an established player, so go head to head. You can niche down in the market with proven and existing demand, or you can create a new category altogether. Now, at a high level, what Blue Ocean Strategy lets you do is just really sit back and see, okay, before I implement this category strategy, let me just kind of look around me and see where there really are market opportunities. And the reason it's set up as blue ocean is a blue ocean essentially think of it like, you know, literally an ocean and there's nobody swimming in it. There's no sharks in the water. It's just wide open. Okay. And let's think about, you know, 2003 when CrossFit was just emerging, right? Boxes hadn't, you know, we call them, we call our gyms boxes. Boxes hadn't really saturated North America and the world yet. So early on, you could be the only show in town. I remember there was a CrossFit gym in my hometown of Bryan College Station, Texas, when I was in high school. So back between like 2000 and 2005, but like nobody was really doing CrossFit back then. It hadn't hit mainstream yet. So relatively, it was a blue ocean, the, the methodology and everything. However, you could also say for Red Ocean, where there's a lot of competition, it's saturated, there's sharks in the market, et cetera, the fitness industry in general, that could be considered a Red Ocean, right? Because you have all these different global gyms, you got the Gold's gyms of the world, 
I don't know if Planet Fitness was around in the early 2000s. I don't believe so. But there were a lot of different gyms around, okay? But CrossFit introduced the category of functional fitness, you know, barbells, bumper plates, wads. They had their own language. And so, again, back in 2000, early 2000, if you had a CrossFit gym, complete Blue Ocean. Now, Red Oceans, and for whatever reason, the majority of you all, you all love to try to build businesses in Red Oceans. And so when I was writing the brand pro for the client, we're working on a business to help veterans, you know, get better job opportunities post-transition. Right off the bat, let me tell y'all, that is a red ocean, right? Because, I mean, you got all these different VSOs serving the veteran transition space. You have a lot of veteran startups that have launched, right? And when you think about it, like, we're just kind of piling on top of each other, right? And what that makes it confusing for, particularly your customers, is they, you know, when you're, when you're in a red ocean, it's hard for them to see what makes you different, you know, because you're just going to get lost in the sauce, right? And it's natural for us to want to do this, right? Because we see a market opportunity, right, such as the transition space, et cetera, and we think we have a way to do it better, okay? But then by doing that as default, we're already limiting our ability to differentiate ourselves, because at the end of the day, the enemy has a choice. And the enemy in this case is the customers. And they're going to position you based off of what they know, what they see. And so what you want to make sure that you're doing is, you know, especially for those of you that are in the early days of, you know, coming up with an idea that you want to take to market, really think about, okay, where are the blue ocean opportunities, right? And where are the red ocean? Let's take it a little bit further for blue ocean. All right. So a few years ago, I would say probably in the early 2000, so 2000 to 2010, if you were to open a vegan restaurant in, let's say, I don't know, your hometown or something, you'd probably be the first to do so, right? It's probably a good opportunity. But here's a challenge, though. Just because it's a blue ocean doesn't mean it's the best opportunity because part of what we also have to do is identify why is it a blue ocean. So sometimes you'll see opportunities and you'll think that you can just kind of jump in and set up a business but you haven't done the market research to determine, hey, is this just, is there, is it a blue ocean for a reason? Like, is the water poison? You know, and the reason I like to use the vegan aspect is, you know, you could have the best business model in the world, right? You could have all the funding, et cetera. But remember, 2000, like 2010, veganism hadn't really hit mainstream yet either. You know, now you can't walk on a block without finding, you know, non meat, gluten free, you know, all that kind of stuff that we offer now. But, you know, 20 years ago, that wasn't so much the case. And the market wasn't exactly ready yet. You know, people hadn't exactly bought in yet. And sometimes that just kind of comes with the territory, right? Because it's the way business works. You know, sometimes, you know, you're just a little bit too early. You know, you see this with, you know, I think about the whole crypto phase in like the 2016, 2017. There were a lot of people that were thinking that this was the next thing. And this, don't get me wrong, there's been a lot of progress in like the crypto space, et cetera. But for a lot of the people that came out in the early days, it was just a little bit too early because most of the market hadn't been educated. Uh, most consumers had been educated about, you know, crypto and how it's going to affect their lives, et cetera, et cetera. This isn't a difficult concept to understand. It's like once you see it, it's hard to unsee it. But I'm telling you all, it's all around you. And the finding the right market opportunity is going to be the best thing you can do 
to set your business up for success in the long run. You know, people have trouble getting customers because they didn't necessarily do the due diligence, let me use another business term, of making sure that, hey, you know, we are establishing ourselves in a market without competition. That's why niching down is so important. So let me go back to this client I'm working with, you know, where we're working in the transition space, right? I have him focusing on a specific region where they have less access to talent in general, veteran or otherwise. Because when you think about places like Silicon Valley, Austin, Texas, Denver, Colorado, and some of these emerging kind of spaces where young people want to move to, where companies are relocating to, right? They don't necessarily have the same struggle of, of getting talent as some places in like, you know, middle America, you know, the Appalachias, et cetera, because a lot of people want to, you know, go get their education. They leave. They don't necessarily want to come back. And so what we're going to focus on is, okay, he's got this great skill set around, you know, helping veterans get employed. There's already demand for talent in this area because they have a talent shortage. What we're going to focus on is putting veterans and a specific skill set of veterans. So when you think about like maybe software engineers, et cetera, put them front and center and hopefully create a blue ocean for ourselves in this space. Because if he was to go general, like nationwide for right now, it's a red ocean and it's full of sharks. Okay. Now, again, blue ocean strategy, red ocean strategy, learn it. There's a book also by it, and I haven't read the book, but I've listened to the author on a couple of different podcasts, and I don't even remember where I first learned this concept at, but, you know, I keep saying Blue Ocean Strategy, I was like, Blue Ocean Strategy to people, and some of them don't know what it is, so I was like, okay, I probably need to cover this topic on the show, but there's a book called Blue Ocean Strategy, How to Create Uncontested Market Space and Make Competition Irrelevant by W. Chan Kim and Renee Margerburn, sorry if I butchered that last name. I can't promise anything, but I'm going to see if I can get one of them on the show to talk about it. Because this is one of those things you got to be in the know to know, right? Like Blue Ocean Strategy, you know, you know, your business acumen is on point. But if I can get her on the show to talk about this, because some people have implemented this wrong, right? It goes back to what I talked about before. Just because there's a Blue Ocean doesn't necessarily guarantee it's a good market opportunity yet. You still need to test and validate and make sure, just like I talked about with the veganism, you know, because you would have set yourself up for failure. And I, I feel like I see this all around too. I use vegan, I use the vegan analogy frequently, but you know, I even think about, let's take video games, right? Right now, you know, I forgot what the product is. Optical, I don't know. You know, the, the thing that you put on your, your head and you can do like 3D stuff now, there was a product that came out by Nintendo in like the early nineties where you could play video games through like virtual reality. But it didn't really take off yet, and they nixed it. And I forgot the name of this product. But again, that's another example of, you know, the market opportunity. There was no competition there, but the, 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 it, what, we weren't ready for it once again, right? And so now, you know, that product just stopped existing versus you see a bunch of stuff popping up entering this space now, you know, 3D, artificial intelligence, et cetera. So I hope this is helpful. Again, when you're thinking about going to market, Look for blue oceans and red oceans, but also make sure you're doing the due diligence to understand why it's a blue ocean in the first place. Hope you guys like this episode. If you have any comments for me, do me a favor and shoot me an email at mike.stedman at markerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to the transition newsletter at the link in the show notes. Until next time, everyone, peace, love. Have a great rest of your week.